Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Tina Turner, Jam Master Jay, Danny Lee, Megan Thee Stallion, Celine Dion, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking a question. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their links, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656. And press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Let's go to facebook.com slash that's entertainment radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14. That's stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature. In the NY is a sunny 73 degrees. Uh, before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again hanging out with me and joining me and tuning in on this Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening or Wednesday morning, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for always being there and just showing your love and support. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, We just lost the queen of rock uh, Tina Turner And it was such a shock Because we didn't know how badly ill she was And uh, now we're finding out that um, 
actually she's going to have a uh, this talk about her uh, having uh, plans to actually honor her legacy in her hometown of Brownsville, Tennessee. So I'll tell you what they're planning on doing. Also this week, uh, this we just found out that a third man has been charged in the 2002 slaying of Run DMC member Jam Master J, uh, who was shot and killed in his Queens recording studio over an alleged drug-related fee. I'll tell you more about that. And uh, rapper and singer Danny Lee uh, ended her Memorial Day weekend with a mugshot. I'll tell you the latest. And Megan Thee Stallion says she will not be releasing any more music, or any new music, rather. Uh, I'll tell you what's the reason why uh, or when she will be doing that. And Celine Dion is finding light by being with her sons after she uh, deals with this, uh, this, this disease called Stiff Person Syndrome Diagnosis. So I'll tell you more about that. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wants more action against climate change. And uh, good old Bruce Springsteen, um, apparently he had took, taken a real uh, tumble at one of his concert, concerts in Amsterdam over the weekend. I'll tell you what happened. So that's just the tip of what we're going to do today. But uh, let's get started. You know, um, we just celebrated Memorial Day weekend. I hope you had a nice weekend. Uh, here in New York, it was beautiful. I know some parts of the country, especially down south, uh, their Memorial Day weekend was kind of rained out. But uh, we hadn't had a real nice Memorial Day weekend like this in a while because we usually get the rain while down south get all the nice sunny weather but it was very enjoyable you know uh, fleet week we always have it you know the uh, sailors come into town the marines come into town and just takes tours and sights of the city so it was nice it was a really nice weekend i hope you had an enjoyable one as well um, as I told you at the start of the show, uh, we weren't on the air last week, but uh, we just lost the Queen of Rock, uh, Tina Turner, and uh, she really kept her the later part of her years very private to the point where only certain celebrity friends of her knew about her illness, about her uh, issues uh, with high blood pressure. He, she has uh, suffered a couple of strokes uh, before, and... Um, and shout out to her uh, husband, uh, who really, really took great care of her. Um, you know, he just, wow, he just really was there for her through all her suffering and pain throughout her illnesses. And, um, yeah, we he, he really um, helped her out a lot. And uh, this week, uh, fans all over the world, uh, they're getting ready to, uh, one way we're mourning the loss of one of music industry's brightest stars. Uh, you know, she Tina Turner passed away in her home in Switzerland last week at the age of 83, and now the singer hometown of Brownsville, Tennessee, plans to honor her legacy in a very special way. Now, on May 27, Mayor Bill Rawls Jr. told TMZ that the city will erect a statue of the late rock diva in Brownsville Heritage Park near Carver High School. The late rock, the late rock diva, um, who was born Anna Mae Bullock, 
attended Carver while she was living there. And uh, there's no official word on the timing of the statue completion, but if you're planning to make a visit to Brownville, you have to check out the Tina Turner Museum. It's located inside the Flag Grove School Turner, once attended as a child. Uh, the school was transformed uh, to house a collection of her memorabilia. Uh, visitors, um, they... Uh, can see uh, her former one-room schoolhouse that was built by the singer's great-uncle in 1889. Uh, they can get a closer look at some of Tina's, uh, Tina Turner's uh, tour costumes, her gold records, and even her high school yearbook. Uh, you might want to plan your visit for the weekend of September 23rd and 24th of this year when the town will host its annual Tina Turner Heritage Days celebration. Uh, this year's celebration is sure to be a special one, completed with trivia, karaoke, and tours of special sites around uh, Brownsville and Nutbush. And speaking of Tina Turner, um, she earned her title as the Queen of Rock with her powerful voice and energetic vitality on stage. But over her six-decade-long career, she became one of the best-selling artists of all times and amassed a sizable fortune. And according to Celebrity Network, her estate got a boost in recent years after she sold BMG Right Management the rights to her music, likeness, and image for $50 million. And all, when she passed away after the extended illness on May 24th, she was worth an estimated $250 million. Now, the question has arisen through all of, uh, through, though, of who will inherit her sizable estate. Now, the Grammy Award-winning artist, besides suffering from several illnesses in her later life, also experienced two tragedies, the death of both her biological sons, Craig Turner, her eldest son, who died in 2018 after taking his own life, and less than six months before her own death, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer lost her youngest son, Ronnie Turner. Uh, he was found by neighbors struggling to breathe on the sidewalk in front of his home. However, she is survived by her second husband, German music executive Erwin Bach, who we was just talking about, who is expected to receive roughly half of her $250 million fortune. Now, the two were married 10 years ago after a long-term relationship that began in the 1980s. He was by her side when she suffered a stroke in 2013, just a few months after their wedding, as well as her fight with intestinal cancer. And Bach also famously gave one of his own kidneys to Tina Turner to save her life in 2017. And speaking to the Sunday Mirror, her daughter-in-law, Afida, who is the widow of her late son, Ronnie, thinks that the rest will go to the family. However, that's where complications may arise as Tina Turner has no blood descendants. She raised as her own first um she was raised as her own, her first husband, Ike Turner, two sons, which were from a previous relationship. Uh, she had been estranged from Ike Jr. since 2000, but he told the Mail on Sunday that while he and his brothers hadn't had contact, Tina Turner has been sending his brother Michael money to help with his medical treatment in a, uh, a convalescent home. Now, however, there may be uh, no inheritance drama for the the estate of the music icon who came from a one-horse town, according to RadarOnline.com. The outlet reports that Tina Turner began tying up all loose ends years ago to avoid any such family infighting over her fortune development um, after she um, 
put out a final draft in 2021. So good for her because you hear stories all the time about celebrities passing and they don't leave any uh they don't leave uh, any kind of inheritance to their state or their family members. Uh, case in point with Prince, which I was shocked to hear, uh, Rita Franklin. And, you know, I was really shocked because they didn't. There was nothing left to you know to towards the family. So it's a good thing she did this you know ahead of time. You know, she got ahead of this. So. Um, a third man has been charged in the 2002 slaying of Ron DMC member Jam Master J, who was shot and killed in his Queens recording studio over an alleged drug-related beef. Uh, according to Rolling Stone on Tuesday, May 30, federal prosecutors in Brooklyn, New York, indicted Jay Bryant of Queens, New York, on charges including murder while engaged in narcotic trafficking and other drug trafficking crimes. And according to Bryant's lawyer, Cesar Del Castro, the 49-year-old intends to plead not guilty with De Castro scuffling at the prosecutor's ability to make the case in open court. Now, Brian, who is currently awaiting trial on unrelated drug trafficking charges, is believed to be one of the three men who barged into Jam Master J's studio on October 30, 2002, and murdered him in front of multiple witnesses. Prosecutors claim that Brian was spotted uh, entering the building prior to the shooting and that his DNA was found on an article of clothing discovered at the scene of the crime. Now, two other men, Carl Jordan Jr., and Ronald Washington were arrested and charged with Jam Master J murder in August of 2020, with Jordan believed to have fired the fatal shot that took the life of the music icon. Both men have pleaded not guilty and are currently awaiting trial. And according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Jam Master J, who was born Jason Mazel, had orchestrated a drug deal in which he was to receive 10 kilos of cocaine to be distributed by Washington, Jordan, and others. Yet prosecutors said that when Mazel refused to include Washington in the drug deal, the suspect hatched the murder plot out of revenge. See, that part we did not know. In other words, because Jam Master J was involved in some kind of drug deal and it went bad, he got he ended up getting killed for it. Um, Danny Lee, uh, she ended her Memorial Day weekend with a mugshot. The rapper and singer-born Danielle Carell has been arrested for allegedly driving under the influence and injuring a motorized scooter rider in a hit-and-run. A police report obtained by Complex stated that witnesses saw Danny Lee traveling at a high rate of speed while weaving in and out of traffic near Miami Beach early Thursday. Oh no, sorry, early Tuesday morning, before allegedly striking a man using a motorized scooter and dragging the scooter for about a block. After a bystander reported the alleged incident to a police officer, that officer pulled Danny Lee over, and they noticed the smell of alcohol and had her take a field sobriety test and a breathalyzer test, according to the police report. Now, the breathalyzer registered blood alcohol level of 0.145 and 0.148, almost twice the legal limit, and uh, this is according to the police report, uh, according to TMZ. Now, Danny Lee was jailed on three felony charges, driving under the influence, leaving the scene of a crime with serious bodily injury and DUI damage to property. 
Uh, the site added that a local hospital told cops that the scooter used suffer a kidney laceration and a spinal fracture. Now, Danny Lee is a Def Jam artist who went platinum in 2020 with her single Little BB and four-time platinum earlier this year with her track Easy. She had released three full-length albums, 2018's The Plan and 2020 Movie, and three EPs, 2017 Summer with Friends, 2019 My Parent, no, I'm sorry, My Present, and 2022 My Side. And Megan Thee Stallion will not be releasing new music anytime soon. While many are waiting for her to come out with a new summer anthem, the savage hitmaker revealed in a new interview that she has decided to focus on taking care of her peace and will, and will uh, not only come up with new music once she is done healing. The 28-year-old singer opened up about her near-future plans during an interview with InStyle. In the short article published on Tuesday, May 30, she candidly confessed that fans can expect new music when she's in a better place. Right now, she's focusing on healing. On the uh, on the reason behind her decision, uh, the three-time Grammy winner went on to explain, quote, saying the music and entertainment industry can be a grind, so it's important to take time off and avoid burning out. She said, life is all about balance, unquote. The hot girl summer rapper who has served as a global ambassador for beauty brand Revlon since 2020 was further revealed to be taking care of her physical and mental health by setting boundaries and including rest days into her routine. I don't blame you. You know, she has went through such an ordeal uh, with that case with uh, Tory Lanez and people, uh, the court of public opinion not believing that she was uh, shot and, you know, people not taking her side thinking she made it up. So, you know, I think she, she, it's long overdue, and it's well-deserving for her to uh, take a break and focus on her health and her mental health and her well-being so that she can come out as battered as she is and more profound and ever before. So uh, you go ahead and take that, that rest, Megan. Uh, right now we have here uh, 18 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, Make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you will get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you'd like to uh, check us out on Facebook, just go to facebook.com slash radio. You can follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain one That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter as Stiletto14. That's like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. Uh, Celine Dion is finding light in her sons as she navigates her stiff person syndrome diagnose. In this week, uh, yeah, in this week's issue of People magazine, a source tells people that the Canadian singer who recently concealed her uh, cancel actually her concert days through April 2024 is doing everything she can to get back on stage. Uh, she is doing everything she can while working with doctors because she wants to perform. Uh, that's according to a source. She has not given up on at all. Uh, she is hoping to get all the issues with this disease under control so she can sing again. Another source tells uh, people that as she worked on her health, her three sons, Renee Charles, 
22, and her 12-year-old twins, Nelson and Eddie, are a source of joy. She said uh, they said that, that right now they are her light right now. Uh, Dion announced the show cancellation on Thursday and said that she was unable to successfully prepare for and perform the remainder of her tour after her stiff person syndrome diagnosis. On Monday, a source told People that she's focusing on her health and she couldn't keep postponing shows. It wasn't fair to the fans. The power ballad queen previously revealed she was diagnosed with stiff person syndrome, a rare and incurable neurological disease that can cause a debilitating muscle spasm back in December. And at the time, she said in the Instagram video that it forced her to postpone and cancel a few upcoming shows. Arnold Schwarzenegger wants more action against climate change. The Terminator star who founded the Schwarzenegger Climate Initiative and annually hosted the Austrian World Summit consider his two decades of work to save the environment to be his crusade. The actor-politician launched the Austrian World Summit eight years ago as a forum to combat climate change. The conference takes place in Vienna, about 125 miles north of the actor's uh, hometown of Tile. Now, during the, his stunt as a governor of California, Schwarzenegger signed the Global Warning Solution Act of 20, uh, 2006 in a push to reduce the state's emissions. A documentary series about the star title Arnold premiered next month on Netflix, which recently released his CIA action series, Fubar. The E Street Band has Bruce Springsteen's back. Literally, uh, during the Born to Run Rocker and his band concert in Amsterdam on Saturday, he tripped while walking up stage on uh, up the stairs, actually on stage as he performed Ghost and fell face first before rolling onto his back. This is according to a fan video shared online. Members of the E Street Band then rushed over to Springsteen, who is now 73, and helped lift the Grammy-winning winner back onto his feet. He then made light of the moment and yelled, Good night, everybody! He was kidding, of course, because he was only a few songs into the show, which continued without any more issues. The European leg of Springsteen ongoing tour continues through July 25th, and then he'll, he'll, he'll head to North America for a string of shows from August 9th through December 10th. In April, uh, Michelle Obama joined the boss on stage at the Estadi Olympic uh, Luis Company in Spain. Uh, the former first lady jammed out with a tambourine and sang ba- uh, background vocals during a performance of Glory Days. Uh, she was joined by actress Kate Capshaw and Springsteen wife and bandmate Patty. And according to insiders, Michelle's husband, Barack Obama, uh, was seen smiling and encouraged his wife from the crowd during her surprise appearance. The performance of the song followed other classics such as Born in the USA and Born to Run. And during an appearance on Sirius XM, the Howard Stern show last year, Springsteen revealed he doesn't plan to retire anytime soon. 
Kanye West will maintain control of a large portion of his Yeezy fund per a decision by a judge this week. Adidas submitted a request to refreeze $75 million of the 45-year-old money in the midst of their ongoing legal battle. Billboard obtained court documents revealed that the judge denied the emergency motion this past Tuesday during a hearing in Manhattan. Adidas expressed concern over how Yee would use the money, stating that they would suffer uh, irreparable harm if the funds were not frozen. Uh, this is the latest chapter in their back and forth, which began in November of 2022. Adidas began litigating with the Donda artist after severing ties due to his anti-Semitic rant. Judge Caproni uh, granted their wish and froze the funds on an ex parte basis, meaning in favor of Adidas and rendering Wes and his team unable to counter. Last week, Kanye West's legal team challenged the order to freeze the $75 million, and Caproni obliged, unfreezing the fund after ruling that Adidas took away his fair chair to reply. And for clarity's sake, Tuesday ruling over pertains to the emerging motion to refreeze the funds. Adidas can still request that the court refreeze the Good Life Artist Funds through a different order. Mm. And a General Hospital and Days of Our Lives alum Tyler Christopher has been arrested. The daytime Emmy-winning actor was handcuffed at the Hollywood Burbank Airport in Southern California at 8.40 p.m. on Friday and charged with public intoxication. His bail was set at $250. The arrest was first reported by TMZ, who said police told them Christopher had fallen asleep at the airport allegedly due to alcohol consumption. Now, Christopher had a similar arrest in Indiana back in 2019 when he fell asleep in the back of an Uber. He pleaded guilty on two counts of public intoxication at the time. A judge denied a request by law enforcement that Christopher be sentenced to an alcohol treatment program. The actor appeared as Nicholas Cassadine on General Hospital from 1996 to 2016. He also known, he's also known for playing Stefan Demera on uh, Days of Our Lives from 2018 to 2019. Two weeks ago, Christopher shared an Instagram post mourning the death of his longtime General Hospital co-star Jacqueline Zeman. Uh, Christopher married uh, former ESPN reporter Brianne Predigo. In 2008, the pair reportedly divorced in 2021. He was also previously married to Desperate Housewives alum Eva Longoria. He has two children, uh, Grayson James Christopher and Bohine Christopher. Right now we have here uh, 26 minutes uh, after the uh, hour. Uh, Coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, Lisa Ling. She's embarking on a new adventure. Uh, the longtime journalist is bringing her reporting proudness to CPS News as a contributor starting this summer. I'll tell you what she's going to do. And Martin Scorsese said he is not slowing down. After he premiered his uh, movie at the Cannes Film Festival, uh, the legendary director said he uh, took a trip to Italy, and that's where he met his met the Pope. And just by meeting the Pope, it gave him inspiration to do a film about Jesus. And The Little Mermaid has made a splash at the box office. 
debuting on Memorial Day weekend. It is the fifth highest Memorial Day opening in history. I'll tell you more about that. And Eddie Murphy is reporting in Talks of Star in an old, old new Pink Panther film. I'll tell you more about it. And nothing screams nostalgia like an Ed Sheeran song. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't you go anywhere.
tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. remaining in the show that was the latest from Victoria Monet featuring Lucky Day and Smoke before we went to the music break I was getting ready to tell you about Lisa Ling she's embarking on a new adventure the longtime journalist is bringing her reporting prowess to CBS News as a contributor starting this summer where she'll cover a wide range of topics across CBS News broadcasts and platforms expect uh, technology sweeping impact on humanity to be one thing uh, Ling dives into Techno- uh, technological innovation continues to accelerate at a breakneck pace with artificial intelligence being explored to create art, music even potentially write TV and films an issue at the very core of the ongoing Hollywood writer's strike Ling moved to CBS News come five months after CNN aired the final two episodes of This Is Life with Lisa Ling, which was casually of the uh, cable news network broader budget cuts. And over the course of nine seasons, the documentary series explored topics like the shifting boundaries around modern love, America's epidemic of alcoholism and mental illness in Lane hometown of Los Angeles. The journalist also trekked across the U.S. for the HBO Max original series, Takeout, where she examined different Asian-American communities and cuisines. Ling has also covered the Civil War in Afghanistan for Channel One News, where she got her start before landing a coveted spot as a co-host on The View. Uh, She traveled to North Korea as a National Geographic correspondent to crack open the country's closed authoritarian society. And as a host and executive producer for the own show, Our America, Ling challenged viewers to understand different perspectives by exposing the lives of people in different communities. Uh, Martin Scorsese is not slowing down. After premiering Killer of the Flower Moon at the Cannes Film Festival on May 20th, the legendary director, who is now 80, took an extended trip around Italy and briefly met Pope Francis during a stop at the Vatican. Shortly after, he revealed he's now inspired to do a film about Jesus. Uh, Scorsese announced the news at a conference he attended in Rome called the Global Aesthetics of the Catholic Catholic imagination. The project will not be the first time Scorsese had delved into themes of Catholicism. In 1988, he made The Last Temptation of Christ, and in 2016, Silence centered on Jesuit Christians. And The Little Mermaid has made a splash at the box office, debuting on Memorial Day weekend. Disney live-action remake of the 1989 animated classic easily outswam the competition, bringing in an estimate of $95.5 million from 4,432 screens over the three-day frame in North America. It ranked as the fifth highest Memorial Day opening in history. Starring Halle Bailey and Melissa McCarthy, among others, The Little Mermaid caters for mostly young audiences. In the U.S., 68% of the audience was female, while 25% of ticket buyers ranged in the age between 25 to 34. Kids accounted for 22% of the opening weekend crowds. With the Little Mermaid debut, Fast 10 is significantly slowed down in the second weekend. It added an estimated $23 million over the three-day frame, down 65.7% from its opening weekend for a domestic total 
total of 107.95 million so far. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 dropped to the third place in its fourth weekend, bagging an additional 19.95 million. The Super Mario Brothers movie is also down another spot to number three with an estimated 6.3 million. It is followed by The Machine, an action comedy starring Mark Hamill and stand-up comedian Burt Kresher at the fifth place with approximately 4.9 million and another newcomer about my father starring Robert De Niro debut at the sixth place with an estimated 4.25 million. Eddie Murphy is reportedly in talks to star in an all-new Pink Panther film according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, per outlet, Murphy is in negotiation about the gig and would play the role of Inspector Cousteau, originally played by Peter Seller in 1963. Since then, Alan Arkin, Roger Moore, and Steve Martin have all taken on the role. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter reports that Jeff Fowler from Sonic the Hedgehog will direct the film, Chris Brenner will write the script, and Dan Lin. Uh, Jonathan Elridge from Aladdin will produce. The new installment will reportedly see live-action CGI elements as the uh, inspector and Panther team up for the first time ever on the big screen. It is also reported that the remake will see some familiar elements. However, the project is still being developed. And in the original film, Inspector Cousseau goes on a a track of comedic mysteries trying to regain the Pink Panther jewel. Although the film isn't about an actual Pink Panther, the latter appeared in the film opening credits and became the mascot of the franchise. The cartoon Pink Panther has become a character in cartoons and was also the theme of Beyonce's Check Up On It video. Murphy, who's known for his comedic skills on stage and on screen would be the perfect pick as he starred in Beverly Hills Cop Coming to America, The Nutty Professor, and Dr. Doolittle films. He also voiced the donkey in the Shrek films and most recently starred in Netflix, You People, and Amazon Coming to America, among many other roles. And uh, nothing screams nostalgia like an Ed Sheeran song. That's right. On Wednesday, Sharon released his newest single, A Beautiful Game, for the season finale of the fan-favorite show, Ted Lasso. Now, Sharon announced A Beautiful Game one day before the finale was set to air, and he revealed he had been working on it for quite some time. Ted Lasso premiered in August of 2020 and has given viewers humor and comfort all at once in his three seasons. And since its premiere, Jason Sudeikis, who plays Ted Lasso himself, has won 11 Emmys Awards for the role. Now, while there is still no word for season four of the series, executive producer and Sudeikis co-star Brett Goldstein, who plays Ron Kent in the show, teased in June what fans could expect of the potential Ted Lasso expansion even putting forth pitches for what a season four could look like should there be one. However, he also previously suggested that the third season was written as the show's last. Meanwhile, Sharon released come weeks after he dropped his latest album, Subtract. And uh, the uh, Usher may be teasing a world tour. Just as his Las Vegas residency continues to sell out, the superstar crooner has added new dates to his Paris residency. In addition to his four shows in late September, Usher will now perform for four dates in early October. The announcement followed the news that he has also been added to the 2023 Root Picnic lineup. 
Now, titled Rendezvous à Paris, the intimate series of performances will occur before his 45th birthday during Paris Fashion Week. As previously reported, the show will feature his expansive catalog with never-before-seen costumes and state-of-the-art lighting and special effects. Tickets go on sale this Friday, uh, June 2nd, at 10 a.m. local Paris time. So make sure you are in there. Janelle Monet has announced that she will embark on her nationwide Age of Pleasure tour later this year. The 26-city run commences on August 30th in Seattle and will make stops in major cities including Toronto, right here in New York City, Atlanta, St. Louis, Philadelphia, and Dallas. The tour will wrap in Inglewood, California at the YouTube Theater on October 18th. News of the tour comes ahead of Monet's highly anticipated new album, The Age of Pleasure, which is slated for release on June Ninth, their clever new single "Lipstick Lover" is currently making rounds with a spicy visual to match. However, the 37-year-old Free Spirit issued the Clean Virgin alternative video just yesterday. Now, tickets for the long-awaited tour will be available via Verizon pre-sale on Thursday, which is tomorrow, June 1st, at 10 a.m. local time. Generally, on sale starts on uh, for the general sales public will uh, be start on set. They will start selling it on Wednesday, June 7th, at 10 a.m. local time via uh, Ticketmaster. Now, I don't know if you guys follow Janelle Monet on Instagram, but she's been posting some very, um, how can I say it, very, uh, very sexy. Uh, very alluring uh, photos on Instagram. Um, she's been she's been uh, having these photos of her appearing topless. Uh, that video that I had mentioned before is very risque. So um, if you're not in that kind of thing, you know I don't encourage you to watch it. But it is a very sexy, very risque, very uninhibited type video. But um, I'm going to leave it at that and let you guys be the judge. Make sure you follow Janelle Monet on Instagram or just just check it out. I, I'm not sure if she's on TikTok. I, I don't. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, John Beasley. Uh, the accomplished paternal figure from the, the movie The Soul Man and The Purge Anarchy. Unfortunately, he has died at the age of 79 in his hometown of Omaha, Nebraska. Now, the news was confirmed by his son, Tyrone and Michael. Uh, Tyrone told The Hollywood Reporter that Beasley had been undergoing tests on his liver before his health took an unexpected decline, but an exact cause of death was not disclosed. Former co-stars like Niecy Nash and uh, Cedric the Entertainer has also paid tribute to their falling, uh, fallen uh, co-star. Uh, Beasley had been a quiet staple in several television shows and films since the early 90s, including Losing Isaiah, The Mighty Ducks, Everwood, The Purge, Anarchy, Disappearing Act, and Brewster Place. And prior to his death, he was set to make his Broadway debut as Noah in the adaptation of The Notebook. He considered the feat to be the role of a lifetime. Now, Beasley is survived by his wife of 58 years, Judy, uh, his two sons, Tyrone and Michael, and grandchildren, Evan Miles, Olivia, Mika, Darius, and Malik. Um, 
who happens to be a star athlete who plays with the Los Angeles Lakers last season. So we just want to remember Mr. John Beasley. Our condolences go to the Beasley family during this time. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. My day starts off by with you on my mind. Let the shine perfect on your body. That was new music from Armarion and Company. Right now we got 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Metro Boomin uh, has revealed the artist set to appear on the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack. And on Tuesday, May 30th, the Grammy Award-winning producer took to Instagram to reveal all the names featured on his executive produced score. Now, reference Stan Lee's quote regarding anybody being able to wear Sp- Spider-Man's mask, Metro uploaded uh, pictures depicting each artist as a spider version of themselves. Additionally, he revealed that ASAP Rocky, Coy LeRae, J.I.D., Swally, Offset, 21 Savage, Little Wayne, Nas, 2 Chainz, and Rosalie, among others, would join the star-studded soundtrack. 
the news arrived a week after Boomin was announced to spearhead the soundtrack and release the LP's first single. And as for the movie Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse featuring an ensemble cast of actors, the cast include Daniel Kaluuya as Spider-Punk, Issa Rae as Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Uh, Spider-Woman, Shamik Moore as Miles Morales, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, a.k.a. Spider-Man 2099, Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy, Brian Tyree Henry as Miles' dad, Jefferson Davis, Luna uh, Lauren uh, Velez as Miles' mom, Rio Morales, and Jorma Tesconi as Vulture, and Jason Swarman as Spot. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, along with the Stack soundtrack, is set for theatrical release on June 2, 2023. Now, Sony has already announced the third installment of the successful franchise, slated for March 29, 2024. And Beyonce Knowles paid an emotional tribute to the late singer Tina Turner. The Lemonade singer honored the music icon who died last week at the age of 83 with a performance of River Deep Mountain High during her Renaissance World Tour stop in London on Monday, May 29th. In a video circulating online, Beyonce belted out the lyrics to the 1996, yeah, 1996 hit in a slower tempo before the sold-out crowd at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Now, this wasn't the first time for Beyonce to pay tribute to Tina. The 32—I'm sorry—the 32-time Grammy winner previously honored the uh, "We Don't Need Another Hero" hitmaker during her tour stop in Paris, during which she asked the audience to scream, "Tina can feel your love." Now, Tina's passing was announced last Wednesday, May 24th, and according to her representatives, the singer diva who. Decades of health woes included a stroke, uh, the PTSD from her abusive marriage to her former music partner, Ike Turner, as well as longstanding kidney issues, had suffered a long illness. And those who paid tribute to Tina, who gave up her U.S. citizenship 10 years ago to become the world, um, to become, I guess you can say, she has become Switzerland's... um, how can you say it? Well, she she was she began she became became a citizen of Switzerland, and um, actually the president of Switzerland, uh, Alan Berset, uh, he said that uh, with Tina Turner's death, the world has lost an icon, and his thoughts are with her family of this impressive woman who found a second home in Switzerland. That's what he said. Uh, Tina is scheduled to be laid to rest at a private funeral. And The Weeknd and Playboy Cardi are seemingly gearing up for new music. The Canadian singer and the punk monk rapper just teased that they're releasing a new collaboration anytime soon by sharing a screenshot from their FaceTime. That's right. In the picture shared by Cardi on Instagram story, the weekend could be seen flashing a huge smile as he wore sunglasses. The 26-year-old MC, in the meantime, was seen with a grin on his face. The Savior Tears hitmaker later reposted the snap on Twitter, and alongside the image, he sent out a vampire and burning heart emojis. The post arrived after a snippet of their joint single made its way online last week. It was unveiled that the song was played at a red carpet event at the Cannes Film Festival for the weekend's new HBO series, The Idol. 
The track is reportedly called Popular and features Madonna. Mm, can't wait for that. Right now, we have a uh, caller online. Hi, caller. Thanks for tuning in. Amen. Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Pastor Don June, CEO. How you doing today, Queen? I'm doing great. I'm Do you want to uh, make a... my uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was going to ask, uh, do you want to make a comment about any of the stories today? Oh, yeah. It, it definitely the world has changed since the pandemic. Uh, I've texted 300 people on my winning team to call in, show support to the show. I don't need a couple minutes off, so I'll be brief, but you I'll be gone. This is your Michael Jordan. It's 2023. What you've been working on for all these years will come true. On that note, I'll have my friends. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank yes, you ma'am. for thank you for calling in. Yes, ma'am. You have a great day. You too. Now, um, Jack Harlow, uh, he hates to disappoint his fans. And he's revealing that he had to miss a Las Vegas show due to a flight-related issue. Uh, the industry baby issued a public apology, admitting that he felt horrible for it. Uh, Jack went on to explain that the plane that they booked suddenly was no longer clear to take off, and it completely um, it was out of his control. And he felt ve- he felt really bad about it. Uh, he said he was trying everything looking for other available flights, trying to find someone to take them so that his fans could enjoy his concert, but it didn't happen. So Harlow continued by saying that he hates this. This is not the artist or person he ever wanted to be. And he, the MC further elaborated, saying, quote, refunds will, of course, be made, and I will be working to make this up to every single person that comes out tonight. Thank you all for coming and waiting. I'm so sorry, unquote. Now, the post was surprisingly met with supportive comments. One person told the rap star, saying, quote, it's okay, Jack. It's not your fault. Another wrote, quote, the heartfelt apology is for sure appreciated. And a third chimed in saying, quote, everything happens for a reason, so maybe this was meant to be a brief moment of reflection. Save that energy, baby, unquote. Now, this arrived after Jack released his third album, Jack Band, on April 28th. The project includes 10 tracks, including They Don't Love It, Common Ground, Ambitious, Is That Light, and Gang, 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 among others. Now, Jackman is a follow-up to Jack's uh, sophomore album, Come Home With The Kids, Miss You. Oh, no, Come Home, The Kids Miss You. Uh, it dropped in May of 2022. The project has uh, 15 tracks in total, and one of them is First Class, which became his second number one on the Hot 100 and first to debut atop the charts. Keanu Reeves, a band Do- uh, Dog Star, has finally returned to the stage to entertain its fans. Now, after more than two decades away from public show, the Jack Wick Chapter 4 actor and his alternative rock bandmates rocked a live stage once again at Bottle Rock Festival in Napa Valley, California. Now, the 58-year-old actor and his band took to the stage on Saturday, May 27, the second day of the music festival. Together, they played tracks from their uh, 1996 album, Our Little Visionary, and from their 2000 effort, Happy Ending. 
They also delivered new songs from their upcoming third album, including Glimmer and Flowers. Now, on that very same day, Dogstar official Instagram account shared a photo from the concert celebrating the band's reunion. Uh, its caption read, quote, Great to be back on stage. What a fantastic day we had. Thank you so much, Bottle Rock. Hashtag Dogstar, hashtag Dogstar dog Band, hashtag Kiana Reeves, hashtag Rock and Roll, hashtag New Music, hashtag Bottom Rock, and hashtag WM Entertainment. And uh, uh, Lana Del Rey has, uh, she had an unlikely concern on stage as she made her first live performance in more than three years. Taking the stage at the the MITA Festival uh, 2023 in Rio de Janeiro on Saturday, May 27th, the six-time Grammy nominee may have left her fans scratching their heads as she stopped the show because she lost her vape. That's right. In a video of her viral interaction with the audience, the 37-year-old quickly paused her show to ask for her, long, for her fans to uh, help her find her missing vape. And after the clip made its way out online, some people were baffled as to why Lana needed vape on stage. Some others, however, found uh, Lana's reaction to her lost vape relatable. Now, during her set at the Mita or Mata Festival, uh, Lana delivered live debut of numerous songs for her, her latest album, Do You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard? Some of the tracks she sang include A&W, Candy Necklace, The Grant, and the title track. Pink Floyd co-founder Roger Walters, uh, no, I'm sorry, Roger Waters, said he became the subject of a smear campaign after he performed in a Nazi-style uniform during concert in Berlin, an act he declared was clearly anti-fascist commentary. In a lengthy Twitter um, a massive, uh, uh, in a lengthy Twitter post that was shared on Friday evening, the 79-year-old rock star passionately defended his controversial wardrobe choices for his May 17 and May 18 performances in Berlin. His costume, completed with a long black jacket, gloves, and a red armband adorned with hammers rather than the Nazi swastika, shocked fans and sparked outrage across the Internet. Now, uh, this is what Waters said. This is what he said. He said, quote, The element of my performance that have been questioned are quite clearly a statement in opposition to fascism, injustice, and bigotry in all its form. Attempts to portray those elements as something else are uh, disingenuous and politically motivated. The deception of an unhinged fascist demagogue has been a feature on my show since Pink Floyd's The Wall in 1980. And regardless of this consequence of the attack against me, I will continue to condemn injustice and all those who perpetuate it, unquote. The 1982 film The Wall, based on Pink Floyd's album of the same name, features similar imagery and costumes. Waters wrote and co-directed the movie billed as a satirical critique of fascism. Now, Berlin police have since opened a criminal investigation into Waters' costume. In Germany, it's against the law to display Nazis' uh, symbols, but exceptions are made for artistic or educational purposes. 
Well, that is going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.